What's up, Video Landers? Mm -hmm. I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is... Matt. And Seth. Welcome to episode number 294. Tonight we'll be reviewing Mission Impossible Fallout, the sixth installment in the franchise directed by Christopher McQuarrie. It's starring Tom Cruise, Ving Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, Michelle Monaghan, Alec Baldwin, Superman, Angela Bassett, and Vanessa Kirby. It's quite the cast. Yeah, big cast. <laughs> An impossible cast. Mm -hmm. But before we choose to accept this mission, I want to remind everyone that you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. Seth, tell our listeners how we do things around here. So guys, when you when we broadcast from the Dragon's Lair, which we are, there are two rules. Actually, um, can you tell us those rules in Solomon Lane's voice, the uh, leader of the syndicate? I can try my best. Um, <laughs> I love okay. his voice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, How's let's he doing? Gotta... Let's see if I... Hold on. Okay. You got this. Let's see. <clears throat> when we broadcast from the Dragon's Lair, <laughs> there's two rules. There's lots of locker room talk. So that means we're going to be cussing a lot. And if you haven't seen the movie... Oh, yes. We're going to spoil it for you. <laughs> I, lo I love the, oh, yes. <laughs> That's the best I got. So, yeah, there's two rules. Locker room talk, and uh, so we're going to be cussing, and then we're going to ruin this movie for you. Fuck yeah. Yeah, hopefully you could hear that. I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't project very well while doing that voice. All right, guys, real quick, let's recap our opinions. It's been a minute since we've talked about Mission Impossible. Are you a fan of the franchise, Matt? I'm a big fan of the franchise. It's been a while since I've seen most of these films. Most of them I've only seen once. But I did go back and see Mission Impossible Rogue Nation earlier this week because I knew that this film would be a direct follow-up to it. So I'm glad I did because it makes the experience of this film a whole lot better. So um, are you a fan of this franchise? I am a fan after two. <laughs> from three on that I think that they are perfectly fine you don't, I, you don't like Mission Impossible 1? it's okay and I don't really like Mission Impossible 2 at all and then uh, but 3's alright 4's but you get motorcycle kung fu I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I got doves I, it's insanity so yeah but I really do enjoy these I I like um I, I like the uh, kind of the more adventure uh -huh. stuff so i like that it's not just straight action but there there's some there, there's chase scenes and stuff like that mixed in with it too an impossible mission if you will yeah, yeah. i'm a big fan guys i'm a big fan of tom cruise yeah tom cruise man i don't care if he's drinking baby's blood or if he's you know worshiping scientology thing thing yeah. whatever that is i don't care what he's doing dude He's one of the hardest workers in the business, man. Yeah. And, uh, dude, he puts his body on the line, and I just, I love watching Tom Cruise. He sells every scene. Yeah. Every scene. I was thinking about this yesterday, because I went through a huge marathon. I watched, you know, um, I didn't watch one or two. I really do like Mission Impossible 1. Two sucks. But uh, three, um, four, and five. And I was like, there's scenes where I'm like, I bet he looks completely retarded on set. Mm -hmm. doing what he's doing, mm -hmm. you know? Picking himself off the ground, all dirty, beat, beaten up. Mm -hmm. But, man... When you're in the theater and you're watching, he sells oh, yeah. every scene. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the franchise, man. I think this is uh, this generation's Bond, man, because Bond's not doing it. Mm -mm. Yeah. James Bond's not doing it, man. So Mission Impossible's um, taking over for Bond for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I like it better uh, than the Fast and the Furious franchise. Talking about action franchises that aren't comic book related, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'll take it over Expendables, man. I'm, yeah, I'm a Mission Impossible fan. And I love what they, they started doing with, I think it was Ghost Protocol, wasn't it? With practical stunts. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm a big fan of that. And uh, man, I tell you what, man, hearing that Mission Impossible music, I love hearing Mission Impossible music in the theater, man. Mm -hmm. So we did a Facebook poll. Yes. All right. And uh, I think Ghost Protocol came out on top. It did. Okay. Can you have the but poll? I'll give you the rundown. Uh, so from bottom to top, we have Mission Impossible 3 at the very bottom with nine votes. Next is Mission Impossible 2 with 10. The first Mission Impossible with 12. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation with 28, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol dominating with 54 votes. You think this new movie will dominate that poll if, it, if we put up that poll in like a month? I would think it at least uh, jump above pretty high, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Ghost Protocol. I'd probably rank it on the lower end of my own list, but... Uh, I, I'm wondering if it's because of that uh, the big Dubai Tower stunt, which was a pretty huge stunt, probably one of my favorite stunts in the in the series. But and I guess the cast was good, but um, yeah, it just it just didn't really stick in my memory a whole lot. 
So I maybe maybe on a rewatch I'll understand what these how they why it topped the pole, but you yeah. know. I like Ghost Protocol better than Rogue Nation, mm-hmm. uh, but my favorite clearly is Mission Impossible Three. Man, yeah. I, I love that man. That's where you get the newly married Ethan Hunt. Man, mm-hmm. you get uh, Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. Yeah. You get the Shanghai Run, dude. I'm gonna kill your wife. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. You get the Shanghai Run, dude. That's mm-hmm. like my favorite run. Um, I like that Fulcrum mission mm-hmm. where he has to uh, leap skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think Mission Impossible Three is my favorite. Um, even my least favorite, Mission Impossible 2, we get a little bit of motorcycle, mm-hmm. and um, the, even the motorcycle stuff and the rock climbing from Mission Impossible 2, mm-hmm. they pull from, though, which I always say, mm-hmm. own your bad babies. Yeah, even though I'm yeah. not a Mission Impossible 2 fan, I think it's pretty cool to he see him use He has these talents he should use. Yes, yeah. he's got rock climbing skills, mm-hmm. he's got motorcycle skills, and he uses those. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, these Mission Impossible movies have become, a, um, become famous for Tom Cruise's practical stunts. Um, you said your favorite stunt's probably Dubai? Yeah, that's probably the most memorable, the most elaborate, visually appealing, so it checks all the boxes for me. It's a suspenseful scene all the way around, too. Yeah, I think my favorite's probably the fulcrum, but not from a um, Tom Cruise killing himself <laughs> you know, aspect. Like yeah. I like the fulcrum just because of uh, the setup and leaping buildings, but um, I, I think I have to go Dubai as well, from mm-hmm. Tom Cruise doing crazy Tom Cruise shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's your favorite? I don't know, man. This, uh, I I want to, I mean, I would say Dubai, but since I'm fresh off this one, that helicopter, him climbing up the the rope. Yeah, with, that's awesome. That's pretty nuts. And then yeah. also the freaking him falling out of the plane, too, in this one. Yeah. Where I'm like, because I remember you telling me, oh, yeah, that was real. And I'm like, this isn't real watching. And I go, Oh, no, it is, because there's nobody in that suit. It's just him falling with a dummy, and he's yeah. doing... Yeah, and, I like, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, to think about that he's in that suit doing, like... Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's but, insane. And but he, I would go with the Dubai. You would? Yeah, I would. I need to sit on this a little longer. But because both the stunts I know, yeah, because there's a... Man, he has so many great scenes in these Mission Impossible movies. Some are really elaborate stunts, and some are that he's putting his life on the line. But, man, I wish other, <laughs> I wish other franchises would... Would take hold of this because, like, this is how you do it, man. Is Practical. anybody crazy enough to do it? Yeah, I mean, there's some great stuntmen out there. I think that that would do what Tom Cruise is doing, but I think uh, a lot of people they don't want to go through all the hoopla. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They just want to green screen it and just be done. But I, this is what makes the Mission Impossible franchise because you want to go and you want to see Tom Cruise. You know, hanging by his dick somewhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love it. That's what puts me in the seat. And uh, and you can tell, man, when you're in the theater and he's uh, doing the uh, helicopter scene in Mission Impossible 6 here, mm-hmm. he's doing that, or he's he, he's doing the halo dive. Yeah. You're like, that's him. Yeah. Right. That looks amazing. Mm-hmm. There's no CGI, man. That's, it just, it blows my mind. I wish other franchises would would do that same thing. Yeah, and a lot of that is also Tom Cruise just selling the scene by looking like really beat up and the, just the intensity on his face and the intensity on his action. Like He sells it. He sells it very completely. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Now that the table is set, our listeners know what we're all about here. Let's talk about Fallout. It's opening night. We just left the theater. Give me a sentence or two. Expectations versus experience. So, Seth, what were your expectations? I mean, I was going in just to have a good time. That's all. Because, I mean, I've liked the last two. I, I get, I, three's all right to me. So, but, and then, uh, really, anything Bad Robot makes... I think just looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like I just love the style. Like I don't know what it is. If they they must shoot on some sort of camera that is pleasing to my eye. But I like just when I saw the trailer, I'm like, this looks so. This is so good. And uh, that was Super Bowl stuff because that yeah. was around it that was time. Your, was, it was in your top five most. Yeah, that I was just like it was uh, in my top ten. Yeah, and I was like, Brad, have you you got to see this? This is yeah. nuts. I it remember was, calling it, you. It was yeah. my favorite trailer out of yeah. the Super Bowl. Trailers. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, so I was just going in just to have a good time. And I felt like it met my expectations. I was having a good time. Well, I definitely, my palms were sweaty, definitely, that I was like, oh, man, I wonder if they're going to make it out of this. Cause it's, so good experience then? Yes. Uh, have fun. Cat out of the bag. Favorite Mission Impossible movie? No. Okay. Okay. No. Definitely up there, though. Okay. I think I liked it better than Rogue Nation. Okay. Do you yeah. think it's worth all the, the praise right now? I think it's 96, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yeah, I yeah. thought that the story is a little weak, but I mean, if you're, you're little not compli- going, little yeah, complicated, but they're all kind of convoluted, I think. Yeah, this yeah. one especially was convoluted. Yeah, um, but I like a lot, two, of, lot of stuff working, you know. Yeah, but I really, yes, but I was going to say that I think that that's, um, I mean, that aside, it, it was a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, my expectations were through the roof. Um, maybe a little bit too through the roof. Okay, yeah. I was expecting the greatest action movie ever made, <laughs> especially after that Super Bowl trailer. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes comes out, 97, 98%. Um, I liked it, guys, a lot. I liked it a lot. It's probably my top three. You know, it, It's not better than Mission Impossible 3 for me. It's still my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I probably would still put Ghost Protocol um, above it, but then probably um, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, and we'll get to this a little bit, a bit later, but um, definitely probably my favorite stunts are in this movie. That helicopter scene, the halo dive, yeah. all that stuff is awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, expectations were through the roof. I wanted the, um, you know, Fury Road came out and it was, uh, like reset the bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It reset the bar and, um, people were like, wow, this is, this is a, it came out of nowhere. This is an awesome action movie. I wanted Mission Impossible 6 Fallout, okay, to be, uh, do the same thing that Fury Road did, but for the spy genre, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I, I don't think it did that, you know, I think it's I think it's really, really solid movie. A really solid experience. I enjoyed my time in the theater, but I didn't get that. Like I saw a critic today say that uh, Fallout is um, is a satisfying blockbuster sequel, um, kind of like James Cameron's. It changed the game like James Cameron's Terminator Two. Hmm. I'm not gonna go that no. far yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even think it's, a, it's probably a better action movie than Fury Road. But the things that they do get right in Mission Impossible Six here. They do get right in spades. Um, yeah. So what? So I really, I really did like it I, a lot. But it's not um, again expectations through the roof, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where are you going? So I was expecting to have a good time, and I was also expecting it tonally to be similar to Rogue Nation because this is a kind of a direct sequel to it. Mm-hmm. But it felt like a much more grounded movie. Like they weren't, yeah. they weren't going for the complicated, elaborate stunts like in Rogue Nation, where you had the underwater stunt. Um, they just seemed, it was a lot more practical, like these action scenes could happen. Um, in that sense, yeah, it seems uh, like the stunts are more dangerous and their life is, their lives are much more in danger. But, um, also acting wise, it seemed tonally to be more serious and a more grounded film, not heightened. Uh, I didn't feel like there was quite as much humor in this film. No, Um, I didn't laugh as much. No, um, like everyone was playing the roles pretty straight um yeah we can go into more like uh, the, the cast but uh yeah i had i had a really good time i mean once i got the over the initial shock of like it being a, a more grounded serious film i just went with it and uh yeah it held my attention throughout and just had, had a really good so time. where were your expectations going on uh my expectations were pretty high i'd say it met my expectations i mean like the tone of the film was different but i still had a very good time and uh yeah, certainly the uh, just because of the raised stakes in this one compared to some of the other ones, I and mean, we were talking about a nuclear bomb wiping out a huge population in Asia, and uh, yeah, that's higher than seemingly than the stakes in uh, the previous one, just in terms of where the team ends up and how close they are to biting the dust. Yeah. So. And the impossible mission in this is pretty... The stakes are high. Yeah, the uh, the button, the MacGuffin, uh-huh. is on Superman's dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And you have to get into another helicopter. you got to chase down his helicopter yeah. and get the button that is on Superman's dick. Right. That's an impossible mission, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. No, I... Uh, <laughs> when he gets sprayed in the eyes, I, uh, I leaned over to my wife and I go, and now that he... Now that, now that Superman's blinded, Tom Cruise has a chance. <laughs> no shit. So... Yeah. But uh, these uh, these stunts, man, these these action set pieces in Fallout, I thought were amazing. Let's let's really start there. Uh, what'd you guys think of the four action set pieces? Um, I think there was only four. You had the helicopter scene uh, with him doing that downward spiral. You had the uh, the foot chase mm-hmm. um, in Paris. A lot of this movie took place in Paris, didn't it? Because there wasn't too much um, globe trotting like mm. the other movies. No, I don't no. know where we were at the beginning of the movie, but a uh, big chunk of the movies in Paris and, and then they go to London and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Where else did they go? Where did they go at the very end? They're in... Uh, Kashmir. Yeah, Kashmir. Kashmir, yeah. Yeah, because the rugs. So, <laughs> hel- <laughs> so um, 
helicopter scene, foot chase, the halo jump, and motorcycle, motorcycle chase in Paris. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, dude. I think the motorcycle chase in Paris was better than the motorcycle chase in Rogue One. Rogue Nation? I'm sorry, yeah. Rogue yeah. Nation. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it seemed more real, too. Yeah. 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 And that's him doing that shit, man. It's insane. It's Without ever- a helmet. Yeah, like, I'm sure he's not going as fast as it's we think he is it, yeah. on screen, but he's still going super fucking fast mm-hmm. without a helmet on. Yeah. So yeah. what was your guys' favorite action set piece? His, your favorite stunt? I think I gotta go to the helicopter. Just because, like, it's freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah. That whole third act is solid. It's, well, again, as soon as the ball gets rolling, it doesn't really stop, which is pretty cool. I will give this movie that, that it didn't like, you know, some of the other ones have some lulls or whatever in them, but, uh, but yeah. Eight hours a day for 90 days is what it took him to learn how to fly a helicopter, to be certified. Um, he did 16 hours per day, um, and then it cut the training time down to six weeks. So he was actually flying a helicopter? Yeah, he, yeah that's him. And you one better. Okay. Obviously that's him in the helicopter. Okay. Yeah. And he's controlling the cameras. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Controlling the cameras because there was no way you could get those close-up shots with, you know, other helicopters around him. Yeah. So he's, if you look, a lot of the time it's like mid-body shots, like, you know, waist up. Yeah. You know, it's because he's working cameras on while the he's, flying, while a while he's flying a helicopter. Good Man. God. Isn't that insane, dude? Insane. Yeah. I would have to go with that helicopter scene as well. That helicopter scene, third act, is probably the best stuff I've ever seen in a Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing chicken <laughs> yeah. with another helicopter, yeah. ramming Henry Cavill's helicopter. Well, Henry Cavill pulled out that giant, that giant gun. Giant gun. That's <laughs> awesome. I think uh, that Halo jump was awesome too. It is. Just, I think um, it's even better when you know that it's real. That it's real. Yeah. Like he's the only one to ever jump out of a plane twenty five thousand feet. You know, mm-hmm. on on camera. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's other people, um, other stuntmen around him filming him. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, what I love, though, is you see Tom Cruise's face. Yeah, right. You know, it, it wouldn't be as effective if they would just put a helmet on a stuntman threw him out of a, um, an airplane, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, it, it's so awesome when you see him jump out and you see Tom Cruise's face and you know that he's actually doing this halo jump. Um, that was solid. Mm-hmm. I especially like the setup where you see the bay doors open. They're looking over the edge. The uh, the lightning and the clouds. It yeah. just looked, looked beautiful. Re- it looked, looked great. really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked, looked really good. The only thing I didn't like is when they got to the ground. It wasn't raining. I was kind of hoping yeah. that it would have been like sprinkling yeah. rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, oh, yeah. well, maybe not. <laughs> not <laughs> they could have fallen like quite a ways away from the storm, I guess. But what did you guys think of the foot chase where he actually breaks his ankle? So did he break his ankle when he um, when he fell off the motorcycle or when he hit the wall? When he hit the wall. Okay, because he kind of stumbled with both of those. Yeah well, yeah, well, I was wondering because when he gets up from that motorcycle... Yeah, he's kind of limping. He's limping, but you know how things are always filmed out of order? Yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering if you know he did that um, the scene where he breaks his, his ankle yeah. and he does that jump. I'm wondering if he broke it there and then they had to film that motorcycle scene and he still had that limp. Mm. Because like, did you see when he pulls himself up on the building and he starts running, he's limping there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so solid, man. Yeah. Just putting himself, you know, putting his body through that just for, you know. To say he did just it. Just for us. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's so yeah. awesome, man. But the stunts, man, they just keep getting bigger and better. At, at this point, I don't know what they're going to do with an Mission Impossible 7. I don't even know if they need to do another one. No. Like, this one was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and I read a review that said because of his injury on set, they might not do another one because of that. And just because of how, how this film ties up a lot of... Um, the plot threads. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then I also just heard Tom Cruise in an interview saying if this one does well, he, he'll come back for another one. I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, so am Jeez. I. But, uh, so what'd you guys think of Tom Cruise? He didn't say... He oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. What was uh, your favorite stunt? Uh, probably the helicopter stunt, but, uh, I do want to say, since we haven't mentioned yet, the fight in the bathroom. Oh, that was man, badass. that fight in the bathroom was so good. Yeah, great, uh, I was great choreography. <laughs> it's still, still awesome, though. Uh-huh. And especially with all the players, like, in it. You have, uh, Tom Cruise, you have Henry Cavill, then Rebecca Ferguson comes in. It's just, like, a very intense, uh, and that guy who, uh, that Asian guy, like, really good, um, fight choreography. Yeah. He, like, intense as I well. I thought it's Rebecca awesome. Ferguson kind of showed up out of nowhere in that yeah. scene. I'm mm-hmm. like, come right. on, we're... What the fuck, man? You know, because like one of my big problems in Rogue Nation, if you go back and listen to that review, um, is that her character is always saving Ethan Hunt's ass. She saves his ass in this one. I want her to have her badass moments, and I want Ethan to have his. I don't want Ethan to be the damsel in distress. I mean, without her, his brains are all over the bathroom floor. So, 
you know, stop stepping on Ethan's toes. Let him whoop some ass, um, and and you whoop some ass too. Let him whoop some ass, and then he becomes um, cooler than than Henry Cavill's character in, in that bathroom scene because he wins the fight. You know, I, I feel like she comes out of nowhere. Mm. You know, so well, she was there. She was there, but she was I mean, there before they walked in, she knew I could they put were Jesus in Christ in there on a <laughs> screenplay too, and it, may, it just it doesn't make sense. It's like she's just there. Wasn't she there before they walked in? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's just circumstances where everything just happens to line up perfectly. Okay. Where she comes right. into the bathroom right before he pulls the trigger and blows okay. off Tom Cruise's head okay. all over the bathroom fucking floor. Okay. I don't know. I All I'm saying, I wouldn't be that goddamn lucky. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Can you still use his face? He doesn't have a face. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did like the bathroom scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Henry Cavill's such a beast. And we'll, we'll talk about Henry Cavill a little bit later. But uh, um, So what do you guys think about Tom Cruise? Um, besides the stunts. An older Tom Cruise, he's, what, 56 now? That blows my mind. Yeah, I think yeah. he's 56 right now. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's getting older. Do you think, do you still buy him as an action star? Oh, definitely. I mean, his, the intensity of his acting and the intensity of, uh, every stunt he just gives us all for. So, I totally buy it and I'm all there for it. And, uh... Just the consistency that he manages to keep from film to film, um, yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. He sells it. I'm yeah. impressed. Like, um, he's a machine. He's a fucking machine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so guys, we lose Jeremy Renner, but we gain a Henry Cavill, so thoughts on both? Uh... Jeremy Renner, I like I, I liked him a lot um, in, in Rogue Nation, which I like, which I saw recently. Um, but Henry Cavill, I mean, he's playing two roles. Um, for one thing, he, first he's playing uh, what we think is just a CIA agent, assassin. a CIA agent assassin, and then he turns out to be working for Lanes. Um, but yeah, he just has a natural aptitude for this type of role, um, being the tough assassin type guy and um, delivering like the bad guy um, soliloquy monologue type stuff. So he was really good. Supposedly, Renner was just an, it was an unfortunate case of bad timing. Okay, and then I guess he was supposed to do more with Infinity War. Um, he said that it was because of his um, his deal with Marvel. And he was going to be busy doing Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't in Infinity War 1. Well, they were filming both of them at the same time. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's the case. And he's supposed to have a larger role in Infinity War 2. Mm-hmm. You know, but it does suck not to see him in, in this movie. Because something I like about uh, Brant, Agent Brant, is that uh, he kind of plays the devil's advocate a lot with Ethan Hunt. Right. He's like, are you sure you want to do that? I don't know if you remember those scenes from Ghost Protocol or Rogue Nation. But he's like, are we are we really doing this? Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't think you've clearly thought this through, Ethan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, Ethan has to stop. And he has to kind of explain himself. He's like, just trust me. And so I miss that 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 kind of play back and forth. Um, but um, I do miss him. But at the end of Ghost Protocol, Ving Rhame shows up, right? And then he's a big part of Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. So maybe the same thing. Maybe um, you know Jeremy Renner could come back in, in an episode, you know, or, uh, Mission Impossible Seven, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe just fill in where he was or, or whatever. But I did miss Jeremy Renner. But uh, Henry Cavill, I thought was a fucking beast in this. <laughs> fucking beast. Um, someone even asked him on this tour, um, his press tour, if uh, he'd be interested in playing James Bond. And he said that it was a, uh, a great training ground for Bond. Mission Impossible 6 was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get to your thoughts on this uh, real quick, Jeremy Renner and, and uh, Henry Cavill. But do you think he'd make a good Bond at all? I don't quite see him Neither as Bond. I. No, I mean, if they give him... Well, unfortunately, he doesn't make it through the end of this. So um, we can't see him in another Mission Impossible film. But other films like this, sure. Like if he does another spy film, definitely. Because it seems to be right in his wheelhouse. And... Uh, he really did. He really does a good job with it. Yeah, I think he'll. Be, I think this movie here, Mission Impossible Six, if it does really well, like it should, I think this movie will do more for Henry Cavill's career than fucking Superman or DC. Mm-hmm. We should talk about the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about the mustache. What did you think about Jeremy, the uh, missing Jeremy Renner and Henry Cavill? I was sad that Jeremy Renner wasn't there. I thought for sure before he's we, a part of the team, right? But you know, he was brought into four. To replace Tom Cruise just in case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... Um, That's why I heard never yeah, happened. Yeah, never... Well, I mean, again, Tom Cruise is a machine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that uh, I thought that's what they were doing with Henry Cavill, too, in this one. Is I was like, oh, he's another agent, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he won't be a bad guy. That's what I thought first off. That I'm like, oh, he's going to eventually replace Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I thought Henry Cavill was better when he wasn't speaking. If that makes sense, that I thought that he's just uh, he is a very imposing presence. Yeah, true. And I think that they should just play on that. That I mean, and I don't think that he could play James Bond because he's huge. Yeah, he is. Like, huge. He's tall mm-hmm. and he is lean and cut, and it's just uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. I think there's better people out there for yeah. for Bond. Bond should be kind of a normal looking dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got skills. He doesn't maybe maybe if he leaned out and got rid of his mustache, but even still, like mm-hmm. I think he'd be okay. But I think there's better people out there for yeah. Bond. Um, but because yeah. someone I, I do you remember Ghost Protocol right? Remember Paula Patton? She, I forget her character's name in Ghost Protocol, but she was uh, she was a black chick. Mm-hmm. She was part of the team. Mm-hmm. At the end of Ghost Protocol, he puts out his phones. Yeah, right. And he's like, "I'm gonna call you." Right, yeah. and everybody picks up the phones and leaves. Right, mm-hmm. and then you have um, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation happens, and everybody that picked up a phone is there. Yeah, except for Paula Patton. Yeah, I was really hoping that Paula Patton would have been in in this one here at some somehow. Point. Yeah. It's like she, she has a phone. She's a part of the team. She did her job in Ghost Protocol, and I thought that she had some pretty good chemistry with everybody. Mm-hmm. And now she's gone. I'd like to see her back as well as Jeremy Renner in a Mission Impossible Seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do that now that Rebecca Ferguson's on board. She seems to maybe have, I don't know if she's taking place with the Paula Patton character, yeah. but it's, I mean Tom Cruise and Rebecca Ferguson definitely have a good chemistry, romantic and otherwise. Like they work really well together, and it seems and. Uh, yeah, it's just a. It seems like this cast has uh, really found itself, and that uh, they work really well together. And they probably just are going to go with this team uh, from this point on if they do. But see, Jeremy Renner was a part of that team as well. True, you know, I mean, they could bring him back, but I just don't see him bringing back earlier team members um, from before. Rogue Nation from this point on. Yeah, I w- I, w- I do want to see Jeremy Renner's character back. Yeah. He, I thought he really fit in really well. Like I said, yeah. I like that devil's advocate. And there's no mm-hmm. one that really does that mm-hmm. to Ethan. Yeah. I was going to say, especially in this one, it's just like, I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah if, they... if, if Agent Brant was there, he'd be like, make it work. Have you thought about this? <laughs> Millions of people are going to die. Have you, yeah. have you thought through all of this? Mm-hmm. And then he would say, trust me, We'll make it work, blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? And then, obviously, he gets his way. Still you know? makes it work. But yeah. he's kind of like the audience, mm-hmm. where he always he's always just kind of poking his finger at him, you know? Yeah. He's like, seriously, we're going to make this fucking happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, the rest of the overall cast, guys, any characters' performances stand out? Ving Rhames looks rough. Yeah, he does don't look Don't you rough. think? Yeah, I don't he know. He looked rough in the last one, he too. He just doesn't though. seem like he's taking care of himself. I don't know. And maybe maybe that's just how Ving Rhames looks. But I just, <laughs> like, I don't know. I worry for his health. Yeah, I mean, I think it worked for this film. He's tired. He's weary. And I just think it works what in terms of... What was the excuse for the last film? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I thought he was fine. Um, in terms of characters that I really liked, but he's ones, a part of the team. He's yeah, a part he of the team. And I would, yeah. It would suck not to have him there. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh... Tom Cruise, he's uh, Ethan Hunt's closest ally. He's been in like most of these yeah. films from the beginning. He's been all of them. In, in all of them, yeah. Because yeah. even Simon Pegg, he didn't jump in until three. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so bring his tired, worn ass back for seven. <laughs> again, I worry for him. Simon Pegg was looking good, though, man. He was. I was uh, listening yeah. to some press tours, and uh, this is the first time, I think, 20 some years that he actually, you could actually see his abs. Like we didn't we didn't see it in the movie, oh, but uh, I forget what they're calling him. They're calling him like a six pack Peggy or something like that. Yeah, on set because he got in shape. He got in shape. For, yeah, he just he got in shape for this one. He and, did uh, seem a bit thinner. He in did. This one, yeah. Right? So, so, so he he was ready for yeah. some action scenes That's that they good. gave him. Good in. on him. Yeah, good on right. him. But uh, mm-hmm. I like Simon Pegg. Um, if if we lost Simon Pegg, I would be I'd be upset because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just I like the chemistry and he's grown and matured as a character as well. Because if you look back on Ghost Protocol, he's like, I want to wear the mask. I want to be the one that wears the mask. Mask. Is this the first time you ever got to wear a mask? Yeah, I think so. They didn't make a big deal about it. Like, you finally get to wear a mask. Um, yeah. So that kind of threw me off. Mm-hmm. I, and I just watched the other two movies. I don't think he wore a mask in Rogue Nation. No. Because mm-hmm. he was constantly bitching about wanting to wear the mask in Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. And I think in Rogue Nation a little bit as well. So um, this might be the first time that he ever yeah. put on the mask. Mm-hmm. But I like Simon Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Oh, I, I think he's great. I, I'm happy they had a little bit more to do because I didn't feel like he had a whole lot to do in Rogue Nation, except scream like, "Oh my God, Ethan, what are you doing?" Like, so, yeah, yeah. So Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, um, Rebecca Ferguson. Okay, I think Rebecca Ferguson is a badass. Yeah, she's I think tough. She's mm-hmm. tough. Um, I like her character. They made it work here. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but I wish they would have just left her out of it. 
Yeah. She worked for me. It's not something I'm going to harp on. But I think, like... She's just another thread that complicates things. Yeah, I think she complicates the movie a little bit. It's one of those other... uh, She complicates things. She's just another cog in the machine. Mm -hmm. Another cog in the machine, and I don't think it needs to be there. I think it's necessary just to tie up the loose ends with uh, MI6 and uh, the Syndicate and all that whole plot line, how it's really the the Lane and Hunt and uh, Ilsa Faust, how all three of them are kind of playing a cat and mouse game with each other. So I kind of think, think you need those three of them just for that whole plot line to resolve of itself eventually at the end. Now, yeah, Henry, I, I think you could have resolved some of that stuff uh, without her, especially with her um, s- supposedly in Rogue Nation going off and becoming a free woman, mm. you know? Um, but for the, for the most part, how she how she talked about it, um, I'm glad there's... You know how I always say there's that one line, that's all they needed in a movie, is that one line, and it kind of fixes some shit? Yeah. She gave me that one line that I personally needed, and that was that line where it's like, are we ever really free? Yeah. They would have... I would have been on the run my entire life. I would... I would not have had the happy ending like you think I would have. Um, so that really worked for me because I, I I can kind of picture it now where MI6 is chasing her down all over the globe and she can never rest. So I'm okay with her being in this movie. Um, now, Henry Cavill was the bad guy, right? He was, there is no, we, we saw Lane, wasn't it? That was the name, right? Yeah. Okay, Henry Cavill was Lane, right? I believe so, yes. Okay, I just wanted to make and sure we're that there's not... we're flesh out of theater, guys. There's a lot going on in Mission no, Impossible. No, again, yeah, but I just wanted to make sure that we saw him, right? That he is Lane. I and believe he, so. Yeah, so Lane died. Is that how you took it? Uh, I thought, uh, what, Sean Harris is still playing Lane, but he's like his Lane's right-hand man still, right? Yeah, I forget what his... Yeah, because he saw... Well, yeah, Solomon name, Lane is yeah. Sean Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's well, a the name. fake person. Yeah, I forget the, that Yeah, guy's I forget name. that guy's name. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, fuck, what was that? I don't even it's have it in my notes. Ethan is... Uh, it's to be, right. That they're trying to blackmail him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do like Sean Harris. Sean Harris, like, he was okay in Rogue uh, Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of that... Uh, I don't know. He's that he's that bad guy that you just get because he has the weird voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But... Um, Foreign bad guy. He's imposing in this, man. I like his... That... That his voice, but with the beard. Yeah. You know, he just had a look to him in this one that I really liked. And they're kind of turning him into... They're kind of taking some notes from James Bond. Yeah. They're kind of turning him into, like, Ethan's personal blowfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in that scene where he has the nooses. That's like... He's, like, intense as heck in that. Dude, I... Uh... He looks so like feeble in this, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like he kicking some ass. He, yeah. Well, then he pulled her through the wall, and then yeah. I'm like, then he grabs the piece of wood. I'm like, all right, what's happening? Here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of odd because we never see, if I can remember right, we don't see him kicking a lot of ass in no, no. in Rogue Nation. Must have been no. kicking ass in prison. He uh-huh. does a lot of guns. Yeah. you know, um, he's threatening with a gun. You know, quite a few times, but not doesn't do anything like like that. Yeah, you know. Um, so that that was kind of surprised to see him doing some mm-hmm. judo shit. Right. You yeah. know, but um, sometimes you got to. Yeah, so he's he's set up for future movies, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If you wanted to go back and dip into that well, which and again, something I think I like about Mission Impossible Three guys is it's just that isolated adventure, that one off. Right. I like those. That's why I like Indiana Jones movies. That's why I like James Bond movies. I really like the uh, the serialized adventures, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's probably why Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol are like you know number three, four, five for me, um, because you have to kind of take them all. As a whole, this is a trilogy: Ghost, um, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and um, Fallout. and Fallout. It's a it's a trilogy. So I hope they get back to a smaller adventure. You know how he you have Ultron, and then Ant Man's kind of like a palate cleanser. Right. Yeah, I almost need like, and I love, I really did enjoy Fallout, but I need that palate cleanser now. I want to bring things down a mm-hmm. little bit. I don't want another you know um, world ending event. Yeah. Did you like the fake out at the end? With, like, the sun shining on his face, mm. and it looks like the bomb might have gone right, off. Yeah, that, yeah. Was pretty, yeah. that was pretty cool. I was like, good fake out. Yeah. Good fake out, yeah. because I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for a second, I thought they were going to do that. You know how I, I have a problem with just putting characters at the right place at the right time? It just, co- coincidence! Yeah. Um, for a second, for a split second, I was kind of pissed to see Michelle Monaghan. I like Michelle Monaghan. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think she's been underused in this yeah. series after Mission Impossible 3. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of forgot about her completely in Ghost Protocol until yeah. the very end. They just right. threw a picture um, of her. Yeah, Rogue Nation. I don't think she has shit to do in Rogue no. Nation at all. Mm-hmm. And then so they bring her back. So I'm glad she's back in, in her, a certain aspect. Her new hubby looked like Jared Leto and it freaked me out. That's funny. It's not. It's Wes Bentley, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> 
But uh, when they go to their final mission, mm-hmm. you know, and, oh, Michelle Monaghan's here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Out of all the... Out of all the towns, but they set all, all the countries up, yeah, because the yeah, he wanted yeah, everything that he showed could the about. picture to exactly, yeah, yeah. Him, so so, so that was cool up. that he he pushed them all together. Mm-hmm. But for a second there, because then she explains, guardian, my guard, our mm-hmm. our guardian, guardian angel. angel brought yeah, us here, blah blah blah. Right. You know, because of before that, he was just showing a picture, be like, hey, I I know where she is. Um, she's going to die. She's going to die. Yeah, and so that's fine. She could be in fucking Lafayette, Indiana, as far as we know, right? Mm-hmm. But then he just runs into her. I'm like. I hope this goes somewhere, and then we do get the reveal that he kind of set all that up through, yeah. you know, uh, funding and, and, and gave him something to do. So it was cool to see um, see her, only for the fact, I think, I appreciate that, I don't think they know, so J.J. Abrams, I did I think, did something really cool with Mission Impossible 3, and, and give the spy a wife. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool, you know, because it's it's hard to maintain that relationship. Yeah, right. and uh, so I, I really respect JJ for doing that in Mission Impossible Three, but nobody else knows what to fucking do with that, and it is hard. It's it's like writing yourself into a box because people are always going to go after your wife. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so I'm glad that she's back in this, um, pretty heavily in that third act because it does wrap everything up. And I feel now that Ethan Hunt. I think if we do a number seven, eight, and nine, I think he's it frees him from any lie, you know, like um, being tied to her. Yeah, right. At all, I think it loosens him up a little bit more. So, um, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he's with Ilsa now. I mean, we'll see if they actually go any further with that in uh, if they do a number seven. Uh, but just actually going back now that I'm thinking about it to him and Elsa, did you uh, notice like when he's in the car and she's and Elsa blocks his way, how she stands at the road kind of like she did in uh, in Rogue Nation, but said this time he runs over her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was pretty awesome because it also shows how their how their relationship has evolved. Like he's not yeah. intimidated by Don't her at all. Don't make me go through you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so what cool. do you think she whispered in Michelle Monaghan's ear? Thank you. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> You're so good. You're a good man. Yeah. What do you think she whispered? Uh, he's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I didn't yeah. fuck him. Right. <laughs> that would be rough, though, wouldn't it? To mm. be like, you're, you're a super spy, right? Yeah. And you get there, and your your ex is with another guy. Just a doctor. Just mm. some beardy McBeard. Fucking beardy yep. doctor. <laughs> oh, mm. man. You're a Leto looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking super spy, man. Yeah. And everybody wants Tom Cruise's dick in this movie, dude. You have Elsa. Is it Elsa? Yeah. You have his his wife. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad that she just didn't jump in the sack with Ethan too. I always have a problem with that in movies where you yeah. have mm-hmm. um, two people that just meet and all of a sudden they're right. just together. Yeah, but you have the innocent guy over here who's kind of picked up the pieces, mm-hmm. and he's a super nice guy. Yeah. But the other guy comes back in the picture, and you just start fucking him. Yeah. It's just, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the only woman who kisses him is the White Widow, right? So that's, yeah, yeah. she's not even. That was a weird kiss. Yeah, yeah. That, was that was a weird. really weird kiss. Emma Frost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that actually? Her? No, no, okay. but it looked like. Her. Yeah, <laughs> and she was. Uh, I, I tell you, man, she had. She was dreamy. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. What do you think? Eh. No attraction there. Eh. <laughs> I think his. Old, I thought she was sexy as hell. I thought his old wife is the best of the three. Yeah, she if is. We're gonna have this conversation. She has the girl next door. Yeah. Yeah, but this was yeah. the girl in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, did have an air mystery about her, which really works for the yeah. character. So I like. But that. she wanted to fuck him too. Yeah, he's a he's a handsome guy. And I automatically, th- <laughs> I automatically think, well, he's fifty. She's probably like thirty. I don't mm-hmm. know, but. How bad would it suck if you just you want to be with the super spy, right? He's he's so badass. He's kicking ass. He's he's saving the world. He's saving the world. He's he's got motorcycle tricks and and fucking fisticuff tricks and he's got tricks on tricks, right? And then you get him back to the the bedroom. He's just got the smallest dick in the world. Wouldn't that suck? <laughs> and that's besides the point. Yeah, I'm just talking. I gotcha. I'm just talking. Yeah. But uh, anybody else that you guys want to bring up? Uh, looks like um, Alec Baldwin's dead. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. I thought he did a really good job in this movie as in his, well. In his uh, dying scene? I was right. <laughs> yeah. Um, how I think everyone upped their game in terms of acting just because it was such a more grounded, serious film. And we haven't talked about Angela Bassett yet, but she was a really good... Do you like her? Too. I did. I didn't care for Angela Bassett. Character. I thought she was kind of thrown in there. I liked her character well enough. I mean, because she brought that element of uh, unexpectedness as well, especially when you get to that scene where um, 
where uh, Henry Cavill reveals himself to be the bad guy and uh, Angela Bassett's on the phone and she said, we're going to like shut this down and we're going to yeah. take you out because we don't know who's, who's who, like who's the bad guy. We're just going to, just to cover our asses, we're going to try to shut everyone down. Yeah. So that um, was pretty intense. I, th- I thought she was kind of thrown in there. What did you think of Angela Bassett? She She's was okay. the, uh, the the new director of CIA. She just reminded me of, of Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Squad. A little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of generic, I thought. But... Mm-hmm. Um, She's okay. She wasn't on screen too much at all. Um, somebody else I want to talk about was, um, yeah, so this this movie played with my emotions a few times. Um, one of them was I was like, don't, don't fucking do that. And they didn't. They turned it on me. They, they fucked with me. And it was when Alec Baldwin's like, I got to take you in. Yeah. I'm like, you just. They, they were good at their jobs in this movie, yes. if that makes sense. Yeah, they, yeah, didn't, yeah. they didn't argue with each other. Yeah. It's like, no. We're not falling for this bullshit because we did it in the last, yeah. you know, five movies. But, like, Henry Cavill even says earlier in the movies, like, you know, how many times have they disowned him? Yeah. You know, throwing him out there. You know, he, d- he does the mission, they fuck him over, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, so they did that in Ghost Protocol. They did that in, in uh, Rogue Nation. The first one, they frame him. Yeah, yeah, in, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Ro- yeah, in Rogue Nation, um, Alec Baldwin wants his, I think it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's Rogue Nation. He wants his ass. Mm-hmm. He wants his ass in Rogue Nation. And uh, he, they finally turn it around to where they make Alec Baldwin the hero. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that at all in Rogue Nation. Um, they, they turn the tables on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, you guys aren't that bad after all. And so you know, he becomes the, the head of... Um, of uh, MI6. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so this one here, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Are you going to take him in again? Mm-hmm. You're just going to take him in. Have we not learned this anything? This is the overcomplicating of Ethan it. Ethan Hunt yeah. is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to take him in? But he he ends up not taking him in. He yeah. was a part of that. It was all sting. It was all yes. yeah, it was all sting. And yeah. I was like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. You're not you're <laughs> not doing that same old shit. You are. Yeah. But you're yeah. not doing it like that. Yeah. It's a sting. Mm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Sign shit. me up for that. <laughs> Sign yeah. me up for that. Yeah. Um. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh. The the other cast of characters. Um. I can't. Well, there was that even that one guy where he's in the hospital bed where they get the information oh, out of him. Oh yeah, that's that cool. That was still pretty cool. I mean, because you think like he's gonna be uh, a major player, but then they just bust him right away. But I mean, just as a just as a little exposition about um, what the whole apostles and syndicate are up to. Uh, yeah, and you got well, Wolf Blitzer cameo that actually managed to be. Uh, yeah, somewhere, kind of yeah, it was a misdirect because it turned out they were just wearing a mask, and that was uh, yeah, that was so pretty fun. So mm-hmm. that was a nice setup. I want to bring up two cons that I had with this, and get your guys' opinions and any cons that you had. Um, two of my biggest problems with this movie was one the lack of gadgets, which I love seeing. You know, like in in uh, Ghost Protocol, there's there's that they're going through the hallway. And they have that, uh, they make that illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, in Ghost Protocol, they ha- he has the gloves, you know. Um, uh, well, they bring back the box, kind of, in, the, in that opening scene where they're in the hospital. Where I think that was yeah. the best gadget moment. Right. Really. Um, so there wasn't that many gadgets in this. And I like seeing him do some, some funky Fancy shows. things. Some fancy things. I mean, hell, in Mission Impossible 1, he has the, the, double, the, the gum, red yeah. and green. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's some really cool gadgets in the Mission Impossible movies usually, and I don't feel like I got too many good well, gadgets. Well, the jumpsuits are kind of cool, though. Uh, you know, the, the heads up displays and yeah. needing the oxygen tanks and all that stuff, how they played with that. So that was still pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but my, my big con was um, I, I didn't feel like there was a, uh, I thought there was a lack of Mission Impossible music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I will say, though, I did like the score overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The overall score, I think, mm-hmm. is the best score for a Mission Impossible movie. There were some drums yeah. in there. It's, it very seemed, dark nighty. It seemed very dark. You're going to get into my next topic here. <laughs> um, very Christopher Nolan-esque. Yeah. And this is directed by Christopher McQuarrie, but mm-hmm. it was almost like Christopher Nolan directed Mission Impossible 6 here, which was very, very, very weird mm-hmm. um, in, in a good way. Just, yeah. I did, wasn't expecting someone to to imitate Christopher Nolan so well. Yeah. Uh, from the music to shots to um, IMAX shots. Yeah. Just you can see a little Tom Cruise running. <laughs> in, uh, doing as much in camera as possible. Very very Nolan esque, including the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, usually, and this is coming off my little mini marathon of Mission Impossible movies. I feel like uh, every time there's a an impossible mission, we get that done. You know, and that music kicks off, yeah. and you're like, "Oh man!" Even even if you're not into that mission, 
that mission's cool mm-hmm. because that music just pumps you up. And I kept waiting for it. And there was a little bit in the in the uh, the opening, a little bit when in the middle, but it wasn't like it wasn't swelling. No, I, I was no. gonna say it's in the scene where they're setting up when he parks the truck. You can just dun, 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 yeah, just a little dun, though, right? Dun. Yeah, it's more subdued. Like even when they play yeah. the see the music and the opening credits and closing credits, it's it's not quite the classic theme that you get in some of the other films. Yeah, I, I was, didn't. I wasn't as I didn't notice it as much, mm-hmm. and I was looking for it. You know, uh, it just yeah, it didn't uh, didn't hate, move. It, it didn't move me mm-hmm. like my, other Mission Impossible movies. My biggest con is the opening credits. They show parts of the movie. Dude, I we talked about that too. I can't stand that. I just had my head down during it. Yeah, and that's I just so was like, stupid. I'm not. Yeah, well, I don't want to ruin the movie for myself. So a couple years ago, I don't remember if you remember this, Matt, but uh, a couple years ago, Seth and I did a Mission Impossible marathon. Okay. And we broke down our awards, you know, and I think that was in our what the fuck because they do that with every Mission Impossible movie mm-hmm. where they show you glimpses of what's going to happen throughout yeah. the movie. I was like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that either. Yeah. Um, but my, my, my. So that yeah, that is a con for me. I don't know why they do that. I don't know if is that a Mission Impossible TV thing. Did it probably they, is. Maybe they're paying homage to that. I, I don't have enough knowledge on the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my two big cons were um, lack of Mission Impossible music. Man, um, again, love the score. I would have dug uh, if they'd worked the Imagine Dragons version of it that was in the that's uh, um, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Maybe weird. they're trying to get away from that, but I think because uh, this is the biggest movie they've had mm-hmm. in, in in terms of scope, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're trying to be more grounded yes. and become a more mature franchise, which I'm all about. But there's some things you got to take with you, mm-hmm. and I think that that theme is one of them. You need to incorporate somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was missing that in la- in lack of gadgets. Um, was there anything for you? Um... Maybe, like I mentioned before, the humor, um, because we lose a lot of that. Benji, of course, brings a lot of it, so that's important there. But otherwise, it is a much more serious film, whereas the previous ones did have a lighter tone to them. Uh, But I'd say that's probably it. Um, I I thought the action sequences, even though they weren't as elaborate this time around, they were still pretty cool and pretty intense. Um, But yeah, I think that's about it for me. And Jeremy Renner missing also is a con for me. Uh, Pros definitely would be just that doing as much in camera as possible. The stunts were bigger and better than they've ever been. You know, I feel like... I liked using the pipe. When he ripped the pipe off. Yeah, and then used the sharp edge of the pipe. Like that. Just, that's cool, man. (laughs) Do you have any comments on this being, feeling like a Christopher Nolan movie? Uh... No, I didn't really notice that until you brought it up. I mean, some of the stuff, like oh. the motorcycle chase, did feel like something like that would have been in The Dark Knight. But, uh. You brought I don't up the really music sound. I was thinking that. I yeah. was thinking the score it was very, very Hans Zimmer yeah. yeah, very Christopher Nolan esque. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you guys want to bring up? I do want to hit on just the future of Mission Impossible, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else you guys want to hit on that I didn't bring up? I think we've covered everything. I can't really think of anything uh, right right now, no. I really liked when Tom Cruise hit Elsa, and then the bad guy was like, that was Elsa. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. the last time he saw him, they they, uh, they were catching him. Yeah. So I just, uh, I think that's good. Was, was there, a, there wasn't any scenes, too, where they, I'm doing some air quotes here, okay? Yeah. There wasn't a scene where they kill Tom Cruise in this movie, right? No. Or no. Ethan Hunt, I should no, say. not really. One of my biggest problems in Rogue, uh, Rogue Nation. Should have been dead yeah. most of Oh, my of God, me. is that he drowns. Right. They bring him back to life. Well, in this film, they kind of do the, that with Benji, though, where you think he's hung, but then he coughs, and then, you know... Yeah, but they don't that. do anything like they did in Rogue Nation. No, in Rogue no. Nation, they... He dies. He dies. He does. And they bring him back with paddles, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's a little far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck it. I'm in a movie. I'm watching Mission Impossible. Okay, I'll buy it. Okay, because they right. even bring him back to life in Mission Impossible 3 with paddles. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm like, fuck it, whatever. Um, but then, he gets up. He gets into a car, right? Mm-hmm. And he... There's a fatal crash. Yeah. He should have died in the crash. It was right after he drowns. Okay? <laughs> he wrecks on a and motorcycle then, shortly and after then that, too. And then he gets out of the car to go chase the bad guy. This car fucking flips. Yeah. yeah. Like three times in the air. He gets out, right? He gets on a goddamn motorcycle, right? <laughs> and he fucking crash and burns mm-hmm. on the motorcycle. Okay, I'm done. You're, you're got, you're, Ethan's dead. <laughs> yeah. I, they don't do anything like that to him. I mean, he wrecks on his motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't drowned no fatal car crash i felt fatal like bike crash. from what we saw in the in the, of the helicopter crash too it seemed pretty believable that like he could be okay he'd be really banged up yeah but i think he'd be all right like it wasn't that crazy yeah i right. felt that ethan hunt could survive everything for the most part that he went through in this movie yeah mm-hmm. 
So yeah, and that's always a plus mm-hmm. <laughs> when when your your hero doesn't die. Yeah, air quotes. So, um, future of Mission Impossible, man. Like I said, Tom Cruise is fifty six. He'll be fifty eight or fifty nine if he goes. They should be done on another call mission. It a day. Just call it a day. I'm disagreeing with mi- the baby. I wouldn't mind one more. So then it's, uh, so then they finish out this trilogy. Since, because like Rogue Nation's kind of its own movie, isn't it? And then this no, one's see, like a sequel. I to... think Ghost, Pro- well, because Ghost Protocol is directed by Brad Bird and Christopher McQuarrie directed the last two. Yeah. But they that feels like a trilogy because they yeah. even bring up the Kremlin. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm so glad they didn't do any. There was no shitty CGI here. Yeah. Kremlin looks like shit when they blow it up in Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that was going to be dated then. Mm-hmm. Watching it, you know, this week, it's fucking dated as hell. Yeah. Um, it just looks horrible. Um, but um, yeah, I say I say do another one, man. I say okay. I, I say do another one. And uh, you know Mission Impossible 1 where you have um, John Voight. Mm-hmm. John Voight's kind of like the senior guy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mind, dude, if this is... if, if As long as they keep on staying good and he does hand over the reins at some point, I wouldn't even mind seeing a, an older Tom Cruise. Because we already got 22 years of Mission Impossible. And it's pretty rare to have a franchise going that long and that strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as he can stay healthy or if he takes a, a back seat and plays uh, plays the role that he needs to play, yeah. um, I, would, I wouldn't mind just keeping on growing growing this franchise in this world doing doing stuff in camera they know that works mm-hmm. um, but yeah I'm all about especially this one tied up pretty much everything yes. Michelle Monaghan his wife you know mm-hmm. I think is tied up for the most part yeah, that, she's yeah. happy she's living she's her life she's happy he, yeah exactly they're, they're, she's moved yeah. on they're, yeah, they're right. both moved on he needs to move on exactly yeah. I think that's gonna happen and you have the um, syndicate plots wrapped up pretty yeah. much yep. yeah he's in the yeah. trunk of a car if you wanted to go back to that well yeah. you could but, but it's, why? It's, it's, it, why? Mm-hmm. I think that's good so um I think this next movie here, in my opinion, I want to see Chris McQuarrie. I wouldn't mind if he does come back for another one because Chris McQuarrie is the only one that's directed two right. in this series. I wouldn't mind giving him a third movie so he could have his own personal trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to get back to um, a smaller mission. Yeah. A lot more gadgets. You know, doing something really fucking impossible. I wouldn't mind him hanging again. I was a little uh-huh. sad that no one hung hung down mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. yeah. And again, I like how big this got. No mm-hmm. problems there. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind coming down a little bit, doing something a little bit smaller, but still crazy. Yeah. Um, keeping it in camera, uh, keeping this team together, Jeremy Renner. Um, but yeah, I think there's some life left in this franchise. I would love to explore this more. What do you guys think? I would like to see another one, like you mentioned, bringing back some of the cast members that we haven't seen. Maybe Paul Patton, definitely Jeremy Renner. Um, bringing it back to a less, a smaller scale film. So, and as long as Tom Cruise wants to do him, I say do him because uh, he doesn't seem to be running out of speed like some, no. like say Harrison Ford has. So. Like for Indiana Jones, I really don't want to see another one because I think that's. I mean, even if everyone's willing, I think I don't think it can be as convincing of it like an Indiana Jones movie. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, judging by this film, um, Tom Cruise is best is as good as he's ever been in this. These yeah, yeah, I th- I think uh, I disagree with you a little bit on Indiana Jones only because I think uh, Indiana Jones has become a different kind of Indiana Jones. Right. You know what I'm saying? He can't mm-hmm. be you know wrapping his whip around fucking rafters and flying through the air. He right. has to be. He has to play his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, Tom Cruise, I think Tom Cruise could definitely be Ethan Hunt. It, it, at least one more time in the capacity that he has been. Yes. You know, doing crazy stunts. Um, that's only two years. Mm-hmm. As long as he's staying healthy, you know, um, I think uh, he'll still look good. You know, he, te- he takes care of himself. Um, so I think in that capacity where he's going balls out, I think we can at least get one to two more of those. Um, but uh, then a lot of people have been talking about Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, there's no, no deals for this yet. But uh, a lot of people want Christopher McQuarrie to do a Green Lantern movie. And Tom Why Cruise, that one? and Tom Cruise be an older Hal Jordan because Christopher McQuarrie's worked with um, Tom Cruise multiple times, uh, okay. and bring that Mission Impossible combo to Green Lantern. Interesting. What do you think? I guess I don't know. I, I think I, I think I would love it because I I don't think uh, that Hal Jordan would be he would he would hand it off. Yeah, you know how um, he'd just keep going. What's up? He'd just keep going. Yeah, he'd like the, he would. Uh, he would be in one Green Lantern movie, yeah, probably, and then he would hand it off to your next Lantern. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you want the Green Lantern to follow? I, that's tough. I don't know. At this point, like, I think that they should just screw it up even more and just say that have Steve Trevor uh, from Wonder Woman have him be Green Lantern. Uh-huh. He's a pilot. They could work it. They could make it work. So, so, so let's just not even say. Um, 
I know we're going off topic a little bit here, but let's just say um, Tom Cruise just plays a lantern, okay? Yeah. And they, and they write it, uh, you know, a little bit different than the comics, but he's a he, he could be Hal Jordan, he could be an, any number an of lanterns, one. Yeah. and he just hands it off to whoever's taking who's ever going to be, okay be Greenland. Yeah. I think that'd be badass. That could be cool. He could be even probably Sinestro. He could be a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like to see him be the uh, the cookie cutter good guy. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm not a huge Green Lantern film uh, fan, so uh, as long as it, it works, as long as they find a way to make it work, I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah. Alright, guys. Any final comments? This was fun. You should go see it. Yeah, this was two hours and twenty-seven minutes. Didn't I didn't really feel like you it. didn't. Not I felt really. the length. I a felt the bit. length. Did you? Uh, a little bit. Um, as it again, it, yeah. it went fast. Uh, I mean, it was it was pushing. Yeah, I wasn't. Back. I wasn't bored. Yeah, but no. I did feel the length. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I do want to see this in IMAX. Oh, I want to see this in IMAX. Yeah. That third act, man, and then the the Halo dive. I mm-hmm. want to see that in IMAX, guys. It's cool. All right, guys, let's get into some real quick um, announcements and updates. We'll blow through these. Um, but Demolition Man versus Running Man, guys. Sunday. Yes. Are you guys pumped? Sunday, All Sunday, both, Sunday. Both you guys are going to be a part of that conversation. So we'll keep that very on the down low because I don't want to know where you guys are going. But mm-hmm. uh, did you watch both movies? I have watched both movies. Uh, this is my first time watching Running Man, so I had no idea what to expect. Um, I ended up liking it very much. Um, and... Tonally, it does it does seem to fit in the Arnie Arnie mold. So, and there's a lot of it's it's definitely a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger film. So it was fun. Did you? Uh, do you think there's like good verses and content? Yeah, they're very yeah. similar. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. So I can't wait to do that. We'll leave that right there because mm-hmm. uh, Sunday night. We're going to be doing Demolition Man versus Running Man. Okay. Uh, we also have a Jason Marathon in the works, uh, followed by a Freddy Marathon that will conclude with the best from both marathons and epic Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason. So I'm excited mm. about that. We're doing a okay. Billy Wilder Marathon um, as planned for Labor Day. Uh, those movies are still going to be announced uh, probably soon on the website. Um, and then Pantheon Season 3 just ended um, with Shawshank Redemption. Um, all votes are due Sunday. Have you ever watched Shawshank Redemption? I haven't. Really? Nope. Interesting. It had been a long time since I'd seen it, so I'm glad I revisited it uh, because I think I liked it more this time around. So yeah, definitely. I think I did as well. Because yeah. uh, so Shawshank's a movie that I just don't talk about a lot, mm-hmm. and I said in my review that's just that's an injustice. Yeah. I should talk about Shawshank. Well, you need to watch that. I'd be very curious to see what you think. So okay. Um, and then we're having a uh, one final poll where Videoland decides the winners without council council influence. It's just just like last year. Yeah. Yeah. So we throw out, you know, a bunch of movies and the the poll, whatever wins the poll, doesn't matter what the council says, that makes it into Pantheon. So it's kind of a big thank you for everyone who's participated. And uh, we we threw out a bunch of movies, um, some, some, some crowd pleasers, some fan favorites that we think that they would be interested in. Because uh, you have to have a little bit of control over that. If not, fuck, you get fifth, people putting 50 movies in a poll. So we put... Get your opinion here, okay? Which movie you think is going to win the poll okay. and be placed in Pantheon by the Facebook group, okay? Fight Club, Blazing Saddles, The Big Lebowski, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Dawn of the Dead 78, Dark Crystal, Jurassic Park, Evil Dead 2, Superman 1978. Which one are you voting for? Jurassic Park. Are you? Yeah. You know which one you're voting for yet? Because your your pick, vote. your vote right. was Dark Crystal. Yeah. So if if that one doesn't have one vote, I'll probably go Jurassic Park because I know Park. it was in the in the poll last year didn't make it, so it's still up for grabs. So I'd probably move to that if if it if it's like one of the top ones. So I well it all depends on how it's going to play out. Right on. Final comments. Uh, should we score this movie? Oh yeah, good call, good call. Okay. Oh man, I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Um. I had a lot of fun. I think it's my third favorite, and it might even be my second. If I go watch this again, it might be my second favorite after Mission Impossible 3. Um, right now, I'm going to say it's great, man. I yeah. think there's some great stunts. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is great. The cast is great. The uh, the score is great. It's great. I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it a four as well. I really like the story as well as the cast, uh, the stunts, uh, everything. So it's probably my... Third favorite after Mission Possible 3, Rogue Nation, and this, because I have to revisit the other ones. If I do that, maybe it'll maybe it'll drop. But right now it's probably in the number three spot for me. I just I liked it a lot. You know, if this was more of an isolated adventure and it wasn't so connected to Rogue Nation, mm-hmm. it might even take my number one spot. But you it, it goes with uh, Rogue Nation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so four point five four out of five, 
four out of five. Four. Where you got four out of five. Okay. Yeah. So we got three fours here. That's yeah. great. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely go I see it. I enjoyed my time in the theater. You should too go see it. Yes. So all right, guys, let's wrap this up. Where can Video Land find you? Video Land can find me on the Facebook group, Adventures of Video Land. Uh, they can find me on Twitter. They can find me on Goodreads. And that's that's and they can also find me on my WordPress blog. I haven't updated in a while. I hope to have some news real soon. Right on. Uh, I'm Seth. You can find me on the uh, Facebook page. I'm posting random memes and stuff like that all the time. Um, then I'm on Twitter at Laird Geek, L-A-R-D-G-E-E-K, uh, and then also at Instagram on the same uh, on the same handle. Right on. Yeah. You can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com. We're on um, Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place. Uh, you've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people. Peace. Yeah.